0: Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And you're You're about about to Get Get Jumped. Jumped. Welcome to episode 167 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to.
1: But you should totally watch the anime.
0: This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto Shippuden episodes 74 through 80, where Hidans got an unlucky face, our heroes fight an immortal voodoo doll man, and your last words are your last chance to insult the people who love you the most.
1: You know on the end of your life when you're waiting on your deathbed and your daughter comes up to you and she's like dad i love you and you're like daughter i've always wanted you to know something she's like what dad and i'm like you've got a dumb gap in your front teeth (laughs) and that's it that's 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 how you get your that's how you get your uh, way into heaven anyways let's jump
0: in yeah tips for being remembered here on blake and spencer get Johns. <laughs> yeah
1: so uh hey everybody we <laughs> are
0: have so much news
1: we are back again with more good naruto shippuden goodness finally after last shippuden's horribleness where i had to watch a whole bunch of garbage
0: um well you know it starts with garbage so if that helps ease you into it
1: (laughs) that's true uh the first episode is useless um but
0: anyways um well don't you want to know about sakura's terrible cooking
1: oh yeah she's like she's like these are food balls (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah this is not something we're probably going to cover in the episode but sakura makes these these food balls which are basically senzu beans for the naruto universe and she's trying to pimp them out to everybody and naruto tries one and he hates it and sai tries one and he hates it and then sai confronts her about it and he's like did you even taste them yourself and she's like no i just know they're good and I'm like, bitch, that's not how any of this works. <laughs> you always gotta stick your pinky in just a little bit. And yeah, taste the. If you're cooking, pinkies. you should taste your food before you serve it to other people, so that you make sure your food isn't trash.
1: Yeah, otherwise you're trash. But I mean, that's like, right. You you are trash. So I mean, I'm just saying.
0: Welcome to cooking with Blake and Spencer. What's the show that we're doing? Yeah. Um, I have so much monster news.
1: Yeah, man. Blake has some things to talk about. It's a bunch.
0: I don't. Yeah. I don't usually have this much news. I don't think it. uh, Well, part of it is that it's about two weeks worth of news. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of news that I'm missing because it's just whatever my Google feed served up to me, but I've got some news about my favorite monster franchises, which are Digimon and Pokemon. So, If you're a Digimon fan, there is a Switch game coming out called Digimon Survive. It was supposed to come out, I believe, initially in 2019. Then it got delayed because of, you know, production challenges. Then the thing happened and it got delayed more. And now it was recently announced that it was delayed until Q3 of 2022. I want to believe that we will eventually get to play this game because the artwork is really good. And it is a uh, it's like a Fire Emblem style game using Digimon characters, which is very much my speed. I really like those tactical battles. Um, I like that sort of board game turn based feeling. And I love Digimon, so I want to play it. But uh, it has been delayed yet again until 2022. So cross your fingers, pray to the, you know, Yggdrasil that we will get our Digimon game on the Switch. Sooner or later, and I guess keep playing Cyber Sleuth until then. Uh, there's also a new Digimon series coming out. I believe Digimon Adventure, the 2020 reboot, is or w- is coming to an end. And uh, the new series looks like it's going to be a, a new original series. It's called Ghost Game. Um, it's been announced, there's almost no information about it yet. It was just announced a couple of days ago. Um, but it's, you know, usually sort of tentatively exciting Digimon for the most part lately, it's been doing a sort of greatest hits. Remember that first series that you liked sort of vibe with its, uh, with its shows and movies, but usually each season is sort of its own thing. And it's sort of, it's almost an anthology series where each season you get to reset and you have sort of familiar, themes but new takes on those themes so i'm you know cautiously optimistic about ghost game sometimes it's better sometimes it's worse but could be fun looks like they're gonna do some new digimon for it so that's cool um there's also a new movie coming out it is based on digimon adventure zero two so that is the sequel series to the original digimon adventure Um, digimon adventure had you know the the initial series back in i don't know 96 or whatever that was and then they had you know those characters showed up in digimon zero two which is as i was saying most of the seasons are an anthology zero two is different in that it is a sequel and so it is a couple of years after digimon adventure and brings in some new protagonists and the main characters from the original digimon adventure become side characters in this one um so digimon adventure the original has been having a quite a heyday for the last few years they had the Six movie series, Digimon Try, and they also had Digimon Last Evolution Kizuna, and they have the 2020 reboot anime. So people who are fans of Zero Two and definitely people who are fans of Tamers have been really upset that they're not getting more content based on their stuff. So now we're getting the Digimon movie based on Zero Two. People are excited, particularly because it's the same production team that did Last Evolution Kizuna, and Last Evolution Kizuna was very, very well received. So people are feeling optimistic about how this one will go and excited to see a reboot property that's not just the first series being rebooted yet again, or I guess sequeled, because that's what Try and Kizuna were. Um All right. Pokemon news. Uh, There's a new game for Pokemon. It is called Pokemon Unite. It is a MOBA, which is like League of Legends or Heroes of the Storm. Or I think Dota 2 is the other big one. And uh, I've never played a MOBA. I think they look fun, but barely inaccessible. So now I'm in on the ground floor of Pokemon Unite, and I think it's really fun. Um, It seems like it's a pretty good game. I've heard people that know things about MOBAs say that it is a... um, a well-made MOBA. I think the implication being that it's not quite as complex as some of the competitors, but that it is very friendly to newcomers that is available on Nintendo switch right now. It is free to play. Some people would argue it's free to start. There've been a lot of articles about monetization being a problem in it. Um, My, my sort of synthesis of those articles is that it seems like you can pay to get better faster but that the free-to-play players can catch up to you. So I think the pay-to-win aspect will sort of even out over time. Um, Although, you know, who's to say what will happen as they release new characters? But uh, Pokemon Unite, it's super fun. If you are interested in a MOBA, but you've never played one, I would give it a go. If you've already played MOBAs and you like Pokemon, I would give it a go. Um, I think it's a cool game. If you don't have a Nintendo Switch, it is slated to come out as a mobile game as well uh in September and I believe there's supposed to be crossplay as well. So if you have a mobile account, I think you will be able to play against people who are using their switches and vice versa. Um, I'm not sure I don't remember off the top of my head if that includes you being able to link your account. So like you could sign into the same account on Switch and mobile. Um, not simultaneously, of course, but if you were away from one, but had the other, you would be able to still play on that same account. I suspect that's the case, but I don't recall. Anyway, it's a really fun game. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And a lot of people in our discord are playing it as well. Um, So if you're interested uh, and you have not joined our discord, check out the discord. Um, There are people in there that have shared their, whatever the friend code or player code or whatever it is. Um, And so uh we have had a few times where we've been able to play together and that's been really fun so check that out and um join our discord if you want to play pokemon unite with the get jumped family uh final news is li- there is a live action pokemon series coming to netflix um i haven't i haven't given sources on all of these because i did uh, some of them i just remembered reading but didn't know what the source this one's coming from gizmodo which i think is a pretty reliable source um, they don't have a lot of details just that Netflix is, is in the planning phases of a live action Pokemon series. Um, we are of course, assuming that it will look a lot like detective Pikachu, although there isn't any news out saying that it is related to detective Pikachu. So it might be, it might be a spinoff series or a sequel series to the movie detective Pikachu, but it may be some other aspect of the Pokemon world getting the live action treatment. So, you know that's another another instance of Netflix sticking its toe in the live action version of an anime. Or you know, I mean, Pokemon is an anime, but I would say it's a game first. This is a live action of the game, and uh, you know that is always a, an opportunity to to feel cautiously optimistic until you have more information. Detective Pikachu, I thought was very good. Um, I thought it was a really fun time if you were a Pokemon fan, and a pretty fun time if you were not a Pokemon fan. Um, because it was fun and funny and charming, and then if you were a Pokemon fan, you get to see all the Pokemon, and that was exciting. Um, so it, it seems like a formula that can work, but uh, we'll have to wait for more information to see if we're excited about whether or not it will work. Um, and that's it. That's all my monster news. All right.
1: Well, that was uh, an entire episode's worth of monster news. Um, <laughs> I don't have any other information. But uh, I I think because Blake has spoken so much that this previously on I, I'm I'm gonna try to do.
0: <laughs> oh, good, because I definitely think you're not gonna remember some of these people, and I'm excited about it. Let's go. Okay. Previously on Naruto Shippuden. All right,
1: so uh, we have first and foremost our our main characters that we're going to be talking about first and foremost. Um, they are Naruto, Kakashi, um, and also um, uh, our. Our good friend uh, mr wood um, he they are, they are teaching they are teaching him um, how to use his chakra ability to fight against a waterfall um, and this stupid waterfall has <laughs> given him a lot of problems um, and so uh, he because he's learning about the chakra natures uh, basically uh, if you if you remember uh, you have a bunch of different natures that you can have um, and if you have one of these natures, you're probably gonna not have any other natures. Um, and it turns out some people can use multiple natures, but we'll find out more about this in this episode. Um, there's also some talk about the Rasengan. Um, the man, he's gonna really, he's really gonna throw some shade on Naruto <laughs> in like the first yeah. couple of episodes of this. But anyways. Um we also are dealing with a uh, shadow crew of people that are trying to steal all of the teal the tailed beasts from their hosts. They do this by killing the host uh, during the extraction process. Um this uh, group of people is called the Akatsuki, um and they are running around causing havoc. Um we have uh, a whole bunch of different ninja that are going to be going to find um, two of these characters that are part of the Akatsuki today. Um, one of them is named Hiden, and the other one is named Kakuzo. Um, and uh, then the the main ones that are going to be chasing them down and that we're going to actually see fighting, um, there's a bunch of unnamed ninjas, and I call them unnamed. They're basically red shirt ninjas.
0: Um, yeah, they that, do have names, technically.
1: Yeah, and some of them have cool, giant, smashy weapons, but they're not important. The, the name characters yeah. that matter are Shikamaru, Asuma, um, Ino, and Shoji. And uh, these characters are going to be part of different teams right now. I didn't ever remember when Shikamaru was part of a different team from um, them, but whatever. Um, they are going to be... I, going- I think
0: that's really just for this story arc, because I don't remember that happening either.
1: yeah. Um, but, um, what's going to be happening inside of these episodes is that they're going to be trying to chase down these two jerks, um, but we'll find out more about what happened as we move into episode 74, Under the Starry Sky, where Sakura is bad at cooking. How bad at cooking, you wonder? Um, well, she, uh, she, she's gonna, she's gonna make him some, some pellets. And he is going to hate them. Everybody's going to hate them. Um, and then... Uh, eventually,
0: she will hate them. Yeah.
1: And then um, we also get to watch Naruto do the same thing we've been watching him to do for, like, I feel like 400 episodes before this.
0: Well, um, Spencer, eventually he's going to learn how to break wind. Yeah. Anyways,
1: uh, <laughs> I, I will say the the only other thing that really happens inside of this first episode, it, it legitimately is only that, um, is that there is a huge, huge problem going on, um, which is that a uh, another person that was part of the Village in the Leafs um, uh, ninja teams, I guess, in the past, uh, he was on the run and being protected by monks, and uh he had a bounty put on his head i don't know why he has a bounty put on his head i don't remember
0: i think uh, they talk about it a little bit i think i think what happened is that he became a monk i don't think he was i don't think he was being protected by them but he became one because it's some team probably from the war that all the characters participated in before our main characters were born or I guess around when they were born. I don't remember, but you know, there was that great ninja war and there's, you know, most of the story beats are like repercussions from that. And uh, there, they were some sort of shinobi defense squad or something. And we will, we will come to find that Asuma was on that squad with the monk guy who was named Chiruku. and the monk guy we saw last episode got killed by Hidan and Kakuzu of the Akatsuki Uh, And I think he had become a monk because Asuma is now, you know, like a regular ninja in the village. And, and he says something in one of these episodes about like them going their separate ways, but, but they used to be part of this team, but there's something about this team, the, whatever they were involved in, or maybe just the, the elite nature of the team has resulted in all the members of the team having bounties on their heads. And, uh, so, yeah, Hidan and Kakuzu wanted to get that money, and yeah, that's why they killed the monk boy.
1: Yeah, and um, he, the monk man, he's a monk man. Um, well, yeah,
0: he is a man, but, you know.
1: Yeah, but anyways, um, the other thing that is going to happen because of this is that the monks are going to come in, and they're going to Uh, sells Tsunade what's going on and Tsunade's going to be like okay and she sends out a whole bunch of different teams to find out what's going on and that takes us into episode 75 The Old Monk's Prayer Um, this episode has a little bit more of uh, dumb training um, but let's go over that first first and foremost um, Naruto tells uh, Kakashi is going to show Naruto that the Rasengan is actually an unfinished jutsu, um, and it can be completed, <laughs> but it hasn't been yet. And Kakashi is going to just... throw shade on this jutsu that is super powerful, but apparently not yeah. as powerful as it could be. Um, and he also is going to be like, this is how you do Rasengan, and then you can do Chidori, and this is what you do here. And Naruto like looks at him and he's just like, are you just showing off? And I was thinking the same thing.
0: I was like, it's so great because Rasengan is Naruto's signature move at yeah. this point in the series. And, and it will be for a hot minute. Like this is his deal. And it is like, it is the move that Naruto does mm-hmm. outside of, you know, making clones of themselves, which is less of a move and more of a preparation for a move or something. But, uh, you know, obviously it's not a move that he made because he was taught it by Jiraiya. So it's not, inconceivable that other people could do it but when he was taught it by jiraiya it was taught to him as a high level challenging technique and it is true that kakashi is a high level skilled ninja so it is more than within reason that he might be able to do the rasengan but it's never come up before (laughs) and the fact that he could just like whip one out and is just like oh yeah i can do this too um And also this Jutsu is trash and uh, you're trash and all your dreams are trash. Yeah. It's just like, that's not exactly what he does, but it definitely is the vibe that he gives off where it's just like Naruto worked so hard on this. And the there, I think some of my knowledge of where this is going might come into play here. But the reason the Rasengan is unfinished is because it's basically just summoning your chakra in a particular way. So it's kind of like if you were going to do a, a ninjutsu, like if you were going to do Sasuke's fireball jutsu, you would summon your chakra and you would shape your chakra in a particular way. And then you would, you know, translate that into breathing a giant fireball from your mouth. Whereas Rasengan is basically summoning the chakra to your po- the palm of your hand, shaping it into a like little miniature hurricane spiral, and then you're done. And so the point is that I think the the Rasengan is already so complicated to create that nobody can get to that third step of like infusing it with something and really turning it into like a a proper jutsu. And so Rasengan is almost like a setup jutsu that never finishes setting up, but it's more than powerful and devastating enough as is. Um, for example, Chidori is a is a finished jutsu, and Rasengan kicked its ass earlier. So mm. you know. It's just like, you're not wrong, but the way that you're saying this really sucks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's throwing some just, it's really some major shade. Anyways, um, the other thing that happens inside of this episode is that uh, Team Asuma um, is going to arrive at the Fire Temple, um, where the monks are talking about how how they lost their friend. Um, He was killed. And the Akatsuki members, they find out why he has a bounty on his head, and they talk about that. Um, uh, that's that's really all that happens. I'm really ready to get to this next episode because it gets it starts to get really good. Um, so episode, because
0: also it's the last one that has Kakashi, and they're saying, "Oh my god,
1: I can't wait for it to stop." Anyways, episode seventy six, <laughs> the next step. Um, so the last thing that we have to hear about Naruto and Kakashi this episode um, is that. Uh, there was an infusion with the nature chakra that he wasn't able to, uh, he wasn't able to complete. Um, so Naruto needs to train on well, that. The,
0: he being the fourth Hokage. Correct. Specifically. So that's, I don't know that we knew that about Rasengan yet. I think that's a reveal. Um, we probably assumed that Jiraiya made this initially and, or learned it from someone else. Turns out he learned it from the fourth Hokage. Uh, who we are starting to learn more about, but we haven't learned a lot about. Um, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. And Kakashi also says that probably, he doesn't say this outright, but I think you can safely infer that in no small part because Naruto has the like, make shadow clones of yourselves and train, and then, you know, you advance your training by that much. He's probably the only person alive who will be able to complete the Rasengan. Uh, and, and so you know, after tearing Naruto down, he does take a moment to build him back up by being like, "I think you're going to be really strong someday, and I think you're the only person that can do this." Um, so so that's good, but you know, he really should have chosen his words a little bit better earlier on.
1: Yeah. So then Asuma does something which I didn't know was a thing, which is he's like, "Hey, everybody, check all these different bounty exchanges places." And all I could think to myself was just like, "Okay." I haven't ever thought of this before, but like I always thought when somebody has a bounty on them, I I in my head it's like you go and you take them in to like the police. But I guess in ninja world, police really is just whoever wants it puts a bounty out on it because there's not well, police that's... inside of ninja world.
0: So that's actually how it works in our world too. I guess so. It's that the police, I I think the police or the FBI or whatever do put out, you know, bounties on people as far as like, you know, bring, bring this person in we will give you a reward. Or I know sometimes when they're like, when there's a, a heinous crime per- committed and they don't know who did it, they're like, anybody that brings us information, you know, that helps in the investigation, we'll give them a thousand dollars or whatever the fuck it is. But, you know, also you've got like, I don't know, organized crime bosses that are like, I want this guy taken out, whoever takes him out gets twenty thousand dollars or whatever the fuck is so you know, it really is you know, bounties come in all shapes and sizes and <laughs> <laughs> it's it really is you know, having a bounty on your head is as simple as somebody wanting you dead it, or captured enough to pay for it.
1: Is it, is it truly a bounty of options? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a bountiful bounty of bounties. Anyways,
1: um, we're going to smash cut to Hida and Kakuzo. Uh, they're going to arrive at a place um, where somebody is just like, hey, I want to buy that dead body. And they're like, okay, cool. Here's this <laughs> dead body. And then uh they're gonna make some uh some snide comments about how it stinks inside of a snore room, and he's gonna be like, of course, it's full of dead bodies.
0: Um but uh it's also in it's also hidden inside of a bathroom that seems like it's you know, this in the style of like a the public bathroom in your public park that hasn't been cleaned in 18 years. Yeah. Uh and so yeah, Hidan and Kakuzu, they're they're pretty fun characters because. Hidan is like really energetic and loudmouthed, And Kakuzu is the sort of like low voiced, grumbly, quiet, but dangerous type. A broody brooder. they fucking hate each other. Yes. They really are not <laughs> like, fans
1: of each other. Uh, to the point yeah, to the Kakuzu, point where this bounty hunter guy that is paying them for it is going to straight up tell him that Hidan has a face that looks unlucky and that Kakuzu yeah. shouldn't be with him. And He just like, oh yeah, you think my face is unlucky? Well, uh, you you have a dumb face, and he's just like, okay. And then Kakuzo is just like, well, well, actually,
0: He not there for that, but that's probably how it would go. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: but anyways, uh, uh, Kakuzo is like, he's the actually the only one that can be paired up with me because sometimes, uh, unexpected to me, I just fly off the handle and have to kill everyone around me. And Hidan is great yeah. for that because Hidan is immortal. And that is the most important thing that we learn inside of this because it's going to be super important for the next fight, which is finally happening in episode 77. It's also... Oh, finish, finish that. Okay, episode 77, Climbing Silver. It's great.
0: I was just going to say, it's also an important thing in your life. If you have a bad temper the best thing you can do is be with somebody who's immortal. Yeah. And then whatever happens, they're going to be fine. Yeah. And if, if you can't do that, then probably work on your temper, I think would be the best option. Uh, But you know, number one, look for an immortal person first. Yeah. That'll be, that's probably the best.
1: So if you're thinking to yourself, man, I want to watch Kakuzo fight. um, You got to wait a minute. Because first we have to watch, yeah. uh, we have to watch Asuma fight against Hidan. He does this by uh, coming at Hidan uh, straightforward. While uh, Izumo, I guess, and Kotetsu—I don't, I guess—that's his name. Yeah, they are going to be Those coming are the from two the side. two shirt
0: boys. Yeah,
1: and before Hidan is able to move out of this direction, Shikamaru is going to trap him. Um, and so he is going to be trapped inside of a shadow technique, um, and, uh, he's going to get stabbed and they're going to be like, sweet, that was easy. Um, and it turns out though, no, Hidan actually is immortal. He has been stabbed in multiple vital points and he's just like, nah, that, don't worry about it. That doesn't hurt really. I mean, it hurts, but I'm yeah. not going to die. Um, and so uh, They get into a good back and forth and uh, break into, um. I think, I, I think the thing that set me off the most inside of this fight. And by the way, this is one of the fights you should absolutely watch. It is fantastic. Yeah, this is a very good fight. And very well This is animated. also,
0: this is good in the way that classic Naruto fights are, in that it is a lot of like... It, it is a lot of like, this guy has mysterious powers and we are revealing it through the course of the fight. But in reaction to those powers, we are thinking our way through it. So none of the characters here, like, I don't know that we've ever really seen Asuma fight. Like he, he, he's used his, uh, his like brass knuckle blades before, but he's never, I don't think really thrown ninjutsu around. And he has like a signature ninjutsu that he uses here. Um, so there are new techniques that we've never seen but like so often in anime and this this has been and will increasingly be true for naruto a lot of those fights are just like i will beat you by creating a new technique in this moment that is just so powerful you can't handle it and what's great about this fight and about i think pretty much all of the best fights in naruto is that this one isn't about the heroes coming up with a new technique but just figuring out the enemy's technique and finding a way around it using the skills they already have available to them. yeah and, and that's cool because it feels like it feels it feels like you're playing a puzzle game right and I know the pieces like if I'm playing portal, I know that I can move, I can run I can jump I can shoot two different portals and those are my tools and then you have to solve whatever problem is in front of you based on what the room gives you and the tools that you already had going into it and I think that that's great. Yeah,
1: um, the he's going to get out of being stabbed, um, and he is going to uh, run around. And while he's uh, while Hidan is running around and getting away from this, um, Asuma is going to chase and fight him. Shikamaru is going to try to use his shadow technique with like the little shadow tentacle technique thing to try to catch Hidan. Um Hidan is kind of thrown off and there's a couple of back and forths um before Hidan is able to nick Asama's cheek with his scythe and then licks the blood and stands in a circle with a uh, a it's a circle with a triangle on the inside of it. And when he stands inside it looks of it. It's
0: almost like the deathly hallows without the line.
1: Yeah. So when he stands inside of it, his body turns all black except for what looks like his skeleton underneath. And when this happens, um, it turns out that uh Hidan um is is uh is going to be able to use his final super powerful technique. And what it is is that any damage he takes is inflicted upon the person that he has ingested the blood of. And so um, when he gets hit by a fireball from uh, Asuma as he tries to close the distance, instead um, it blows up on Asuma and he is all burnt up and he's like, Oh shit. Um and that takes Well summer. it doesn't
0: it doesn't blow up on him actually technically it blows up on Hedon and injures Hedon and Asuma is injured in the same way. Yeah. The big difference being that Hedon, one, you can't see it because his skin is all black. But two, that Hedon is immortal. And so he can't you know, these injuries will never kill him. But the injuries on Asuma that he is sharing might kill Asuma. Yeah. And I They don't say this, but I think you can easily deduce that because Hedon is immortal, and because this is not the first time he's used his abilities, he can handle this pain pretty well. Yeah, and in in fact, I don't know that he's covered this completely. Uh, This might be something we find out later, but just so as you know, Hedon is part of a religious sect that basically worships pain, and uh, and so like he he kind of glories in being hurt physically. And it kind of makes him happy and it gets his energy up. And so even though he is hurt, it is something that he finds interesting or enjoyable. Whereas Asuma is just hurt. Yeah. And that takes
1: us into episode 78, The Judgment. Okay. So this is when the fight gets fantastic. Um, so Hidan is uh, is going to start to use his ability to like stab Asama in the leg with a big giant spike that he pulls out. Um, Asama is almost able to land a killing blow when Shikamaru catches him with his shadow, um, and Hidan is like holding the spike over his heart, and they figure out that. Um, Hidan actually needs to stand in this circle in order to use his ability at the full ability, like to hurt the person. Yeah, they figure
0: it out in the coolest way. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, I don't know, it's a little narratively convenient, but you totally buy it because of who Shikamaru is and mm-hmm. who he's been built up to be every time he's appeared. But it's like Hidan has said certain things, like "I have now cursed you" is one of the things he says. And it's just like everything that he has said. And then the fact that he licked the blood off of his blade, which I don't think he remarked on, but I think Shikamaru noticed Mm -hmm. like Shikamaru is basically able to take everything he's done and said and reverse engineer the exact rules of his ability. And it's super cool. Yeah. I think, Um, I
1: think one of the things that's important to know about Hidan as well, which is one of the reasons why he's so loud and brash. And the other is that he does things like give away his ability is one of the things that happens with characters that are written well that are immortal whereas they have just lived so long that they start to like forget things that are going to immediately hurt them or screw them because because they are immortal they kind of let their guard down a lot because they're like well, even if something happens bad here, it's not going to kill me. It's like if he was, if Don was like walking through a road that had cars running through it, he probably would be like, I probably don't want to be hit by cars, but he's not going to fully pay attention to it because at the end of the day, if he gets hit by a car, he's going to be fine. Um, So it's kind of one of those things. He is like ultimate hubris because he is just, because he's immortal and been alive so long and unafraid of death.
0: Yeah, it is really good characterization because that is one of the possible results of knowing that you don't have anything to fear in a fight that mm-hmm. you will come out on top. And added to that because he follows this religious order that worships like a god of pain and suffering and sort of masochism, he is he is extra sort of motivated to be like loud and uh, carefree about this fight and including giving away information about himself because he is motivated to create physical and emotional turmoil in his opponents. And that carefree attitude in the face of such a sort of devastating and terrifying ability is a great, is a great um, combo. And there's another thing that I noticed watching this while Shikamaru is, is sort of figuring out um, Hidan's, um ability he says something to himself along the lines of like i need to take everything this character has said everything that he has done everything that i've seen of his abilities and how he uses them and the clothes that he's wearing and try to figure out who this guy is as a person so that i can figure out how he works and therefore how to beat him And not only is this a cool moment of ninja cleverness that Shikamaru is able to demonstrate, but if you are interested in writing or creating characters, this is good character work. You make your character and their personality and their abilities and their outfit and their look and everything about them in ideally everything should synthesize. Everything should should make sense with everything else. Yeah, Um, that always doesn't always happen, of course. Um, And I would say, you know, he has a sort of carefree casual look to him, but the closer are pretty low on the totem pole of important pieces of information. But if you're out there and you're interested in making characters, trying to find a way to have every aspect of that character, be a clue or be a part of every other aspect of that character is a really strong way to build a character that feels cohesive. And um, that really, really works within the story. And I think that Hidan, honestly, is one of the strongest characters in Naruto, probably, because of exactly this.
1: Yeah, he's a great character. Okay, so Shikamaru is going to use his shadow ability to make Hidan step out of the circle. When he steps out of the circle, they test the theory by cutting Hidan's ear to see if it cuts his Asuma. It does not. And so they decide they're going to be like, okay, let's get decapitate him. Um, so they cut off Hidan's head, um, and that, it takes us into episode 79, Unfulfilled Scream. Um, Hidan's head is cut off and still talking and being obnoxious. And Kakuzo is just just like, hey, did you need help? And he's just like, yes, I need help. And he's just like, well, you didn't ask for it. So he's just like, okay, (laughs) thanks.
0: (laughs) what's great specifically is that hedon did ask for help like right as they were pushing him out of the circle because he realized they had figured it out which by by the way if you haven't figured it out yet hedon's rules are pretty simple he has to get some some of your blood and ingest it then he has to stand inside of his like seal circle that he drew I believe with his own blood uh, and then any injuries that he sustains while in that circle will also be given to the person who is whose blood has been ingested. Uh, But if he gets out of the circle, the curse is broken and, uh, and then you're free to hurt him without hurting yourself. Um, so th- they figured that out. Yeah. He right. As they were forcing him out of the circle was like, Kakuzu help me. And <laughs> Kakuzu just stood there. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, after he gets to captain he's Kakuzu is like, do you want some help? And he's like, yeah. And I asked for it earlier. And Kakuzu's like, well, if you really wanted my help, you should have asked for it earlier on in the fight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. um, which leads to the next part of the fight, which is uh, two red shirts fighting against Kakuzu. Um, they are, uh immediately outclassed and s- uh, just choked out by his extendo arms um Kakuzo's ability we have we don't we haven't been told what his abilities are yet um they're going to be much more than this but the first that we are going to see is yeah. that he can unstitch parts of his body and extend them by these black chakra bands that stick out from his body and so he yeah, is to Yeah he looks to-
0: like he has like Thick black threads or cables inside of him. He also used some of them to stitch Hidan's head onto his body. Yeah, earlier he is going to choke
1: both of these characters out. Um, and then Asuma, meanwhile, is going to begin we, fighting with Hidan. Can we again. just?
0: I just want to give a little bit of respect to these red shirts because their powers are sort of cool, mm. and their combo attack is sort of cool. The problem with these characters is that they each do one cool thing, whereas your average you know, actual important Ninja does like three cool things. Yeah. And uh, they don't do it. So they cool feel, things. yeah, they feel very much like side characters, but one of them is able to spit a, like a sticky liquid that basically serves as like a, a uh, fly trap for his opponents Um, And he's able to like spit that out and then sort of spread it with his with his chakra. And then the other guy has this dope ass like sword hammer thing that it also seems to be some sort of like spiky flying fish, something or other. Like he brings it into the fight, I think, using a summoning. So I believe this is a living creature, but it's got a handle on it and it looks like a like a weapon, but definitely not like a weapon that you would really feel comfortable wielding because it's really huge and spiky but it, it like moves around and it's able to move autonomously and it is super cool yeah it's it, a- it like he he's able to rocket it at kakazu who's able to dodge it but then he uses it to like they actually what i thought was really cool is they use the exact same strategic technique that shika mario used in the tuning exams way back in the day which is that uh, you distract your opponent by thinking that your technique failed in front of them while secretly sending it through an underground tunnel that you buried, burrowed earlier to catch them from behind. And they do exactly that. Yeah. This time using the bludgeoning flying fish sword to create a hole through the ground that the like sticky liquid seeps through and catches Kakuzu from behind. So they do get him, but then he just snags them with his rope hands and chokes them out.
1: Yeah, he bodies them is what happens. They get completely yeah. bodied. Um, oh, he
0: also bodies Asuma before he puts Hidon's head back on his head. Oh, yeah. He he like comes over to then. Asuma. He just fucking hits him in the head with the metal briefcase yeah. and then like stomps on his spine. And I was like, Kakuzu is so me. Yeah. He's really
1: dangerous. Um,
0: anyways. Yeah, he's awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, Hidan and uh, Asuma are going to get into a fight, right? Um, there's a couple of blows exchanged before Asuma dodges an attack from Hidan. But the problem is that in dodging and running around, they have completely, seemingly forgotten about the circle on the ground Which Hidan has been fighting Asuma into the position so that he can jump into the circle and stab himself in the heart. And this... This is an insane
0: oversight. (laughs) Yeah.
1: This kills Asuma. Um, Not immediately, but he is going to begin dying. And that takes us into episode 80, Last Words. Hidan and Kakuzo are about to kill everybody. Um, when um, Mr. Crow and Black Sword, as Blake (laughs) has put them, um, arrive with uh, uh, with Eno Choji, great heroes, and uh, and they, so Mr. Crow, as Blake has put him, um, can use uh, it's sort of like the uh, the same technique that um, that uh, um, Sasuke's brother is going to use um
0: yeah but it's, it seems like that but more of a summon than a genjutsu yeah. is, i think the difference i
1: couldn't tell if it was a genjutsu or not i i don't know if it was like an obscuring technique um they don't it, explain it poof really.
0: they like get rid of the crows and they he gets rid of them by doing that like release motion and then they poof into smoke which okay i don't think we've ever seen with genjutsu so but we have specifically technique. seen with summons okay yeah, so it's kind of like in Aquatine Hunger Force when anything gets tossed to the side and it explodes. Yeah, that's sort of the rules with summons as they poof into smoke. So I think these were summoned.
1: Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Black Sword uh, is going to uh, stab Kakuzo a little bit and get them just yeah. get them just pissed <laughs> enough that they are they're ready to kill everybody. But right before they yeah. do. Also,
0: why is he called Black Sword? Because he shows up with a sword whose blade is black. Kakuzu goes, a black blade? He barely snicks Kakuzu, and that's the last thing he does. Yep. And uh, he do
1: anything else? And uh, so Hidan and Kakuzu are going to be drawn away because they are called in by their boss who is letting them know that they need to seal the two tails. And that is the most important thing right now. And so they need to drop everything they're doing and go deal with that. Um, they're like, but can we just have a couple of minutes? And he's just like, no. And he's just like, just yeah. five five more minutes of TV, dad. And he's like, no TV <laughs> for you, son. And then they leave. Um, and while- they Also,
0: there's a bounty on Awesomeness head that they want to collect. Mm-hmm. And as they're leaving, they're both like, okay, nobody move. We will be back soon. We do want to take your friend's dead body to get paid for it. So nobody move. Okay. Yeah. Honor system. So
1: in Asuma's last dying words, he is going to give some wisdoms to (laughs) Eno, Choji and Chikamaru. such a dick. So I'm going to read the first two and then Blake, if you can read the last one. So Eno. It's
0: also, it made me think, it made me think about that scene in the office when Dwight is like one of you. Will be very successful in business, just limitless potential. One of you will do fine, you'll make a decent living and nothing more, and one of you will be a great mother. <laughs> okay, here we go. So
1: Eno, uh, first, he's like, you're strong, but just strong enough to be a mom.
0: Which is super He literally says, Don't don't lose to Sakura in ninjutsu and romance. Yeah.
1: In in and the only thing that i could think here is just like sexism anyways
0: let's move on they just on. don't they just don't think that women are people in this world yeah it's 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 just like a great episode with
1: just like a like a smattering of sexism tossed in anyways yeah. choji um the next thing that's the bad is that you you can be strong but right now you're too fat And I was just like, okay, (laughs) so so before you die, he's, like, gonna throw some sexism and also some fat shaming. Um, And Uh then he gets to
0: Shikamaru. And he's like, Shikamaru, you are actually strong and also a genius. And also, remember all of those times that we had together and that you're clearly my favorite? Anyway, I'm gonna tell you my life philosophy, except that it's a secret so that only you can know, and I'm gonna whisper it to you so that your teammates that are either fat or female cannot hear it. <laughs> and then he's
1: like, I'm done with my bequeathings, and then he goes away. <laughs> yeah.
0: She really was just my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, it's, so, those... it's so much like that shit. Yeah. And they they're just like, they're so touched, and I'm like it's he's not a bad guy but this is some shitty stuff to say on your way out yeah anyways like he's he's looking out for their futures but he's just doing it in a way that's not quite right i, I have two gripes before we go out about this fight yeah that i think is a very good fight but my two gripes are one they are like let us all check the places where bounties are exchanged and i'm like isn't this Like, one of these is a secret room behind a urinal in a public restroom somewhere. Like, this is clearly intended to be an underground network used by the underworld. And now, you know, the the ninja, the man, knows where all of them are. So this is not a very good system. (laughs) Number two, in the fight much of the fight kakuzu does not help and that is specifically because hidan tells him to stay out of it but much of the fight is hidan standing in his circle injuring himself while asuma is injured as well shikamaru either thinking fast trying to figure out a solution or using his shadow jutsu to try to prevent asuma from dying and the other two jackasses standing quietly like help a little bit. Like, why did they not like, as soon as Hidon started, started going to stab himself, Shikamaru trap, like traps him with his shadow jutsu. And then immediately the other two guys, one of them should have stayed on guard for Kakuzu. And the other one should have gone and grabbed the stabby thing from, from Hidan's hands so that he didn't have the option anymore. And they just fucking stand there. And they don't help at all until they finally have their one cool moment. And I was just like, why are they ninja at all? They're so useless. So anyway, I think this is a very good fight. But the red shirts really, really red shirt themselves during this. All right.
1: Let's take it away after these credits. We'll talk about what's coming on next week.
0: Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind podcast network.
1: Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard.
0: 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King
1: of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at
0: B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash R slash get jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review
1: episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday
0: hey, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of The Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on Comic Book Keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geek Exploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Yu Yu Hakusho episodes 68 through 71 where the characters are going to straight up play clue.
1: They're going to be invited to a spooky mansion so they can find out who has taken their friend. It's just an episode of clue. It's who done it. Who done it Yu, Yu Hakusho style. Let's get into it.